Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond dash zero dash vision. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, listen. Bingo, bango, sugar in the gas tank. <laughs> Your ex-husband strikes again. Everyone our age knows that soundbite. That's the best one. Speaking of, uh, we mentioned last episode we taped, I don't care which order the audience hears it in. Oh, good. This game called Dust, a Tale of the Wired West. And there's a sound you make whenever you me- enter the shop to sell or buy stuff. That is wind chimes going ding, 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 ding. And that exact sound has played in my head a couple times a day for the for 30 years. 
<laughs> Are you serious? It's like it's, a sound effect that is stuck in my head. It's also kind of a Wilhelm scream because wow. I hear it used in other in shows and movies as chimes. It must just be a studio, uh, you know, like like it's part of a sound library. Sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be that. It could be it's a sound library. I mean, hearing things in your head is an appropriate intro and a professionally mm-hmm. executed one. <laughs> As uh, to denigrate as always, the topic, yeah. <laughs> no, but the uh, to the game we're going to be talking about today, which is Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice or Senua. How do you pronounce your name? Is it Senua? I've heard Senua most often. Okay, Senua. That, me too. Um, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, a tremendous. I think you can call it indie game uh, that is supposedly receiving a sequel. Uh, that uh, deals very famously with some mental health. Uh, issues and uh, we're going to be talking about all those issues as we cover the hell out of this game Um, you want to snap right into format Mike and get into Mm -hmm. tell me like I'm 8-bit do you feel like doing that piece or should I do it I don't care who does it as long as we pass a checkpoint first which Mm. means um, the black oil of complete hopeless despair has made its way to our heart and it we really collapse has. in the madness. And so much um, whispering, so much oaken whispering. Just, oh, you can't do it, Michael. So but much first, of that. the backstory. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious to, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, I worked at IGN for three years as a video creator. If you're interested, I did an in-depth video on Senua's Sacrifice, and Mm. you can go check it out there. It is basically a longer version of what I think Adam should do, because I already done it. Google it. Okay, great. Then I guess I will do it. Uh, So here we go. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is a 2017 action-adventure game. It was released by Ninja Theory. Uh, It is essentially a story of a young Viking woman who is journeying into hell ostensibly to recover her dead lover. Uh, As she does so, she encounters various obstacles, most of which seem like they are related to her mental illness. And I say mental illness because the game eventually sort of makes it very clear it is a mental illness issue, Um, that there is a metaphor for mental illness going on in this game. She's hearing voices. She doesn't know who to listen to. And uh, all of the challenges seem to slowly reveal some of the backstory that led her to this point as she comes to confront uh, just sort of her lost faith in her society, specifically her father and the re- the religion of their society with the gods and stuff, and uh, grieves over the irretrievable loss of this uh, young man who was killed by invaders uh, it very much takes place in a North mythological, like a Norse mythological setting, uh, and in I would say is more grounded in a lot of ways than say like God of War, but drawing on similar. Uh, you imagery. say that like that's not easy to say. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. More grounded. It's more than grounded. God of War. It's more grounded. <laughs> um, but it's drawing on similar imagery and certainly similar stories. Even in fact, it tells some of the same stories. Um, and that was kind of fun about it. And uh, it was a big hit. It's not a very long game. It's between 8 and 12 hours, I want to say. And uh, it was a surprise hit. I believe it was an Xbox exclusive. Is that true? No, it was not. It was on PlayStation 2. Nah. Um, okay, great. But it's it's what uh, it's self-described as an independent AAA game. It does feel like that. And uh, we're going to see a sequel soon. And uh, that's it. Now you're educated. 
Have I missed anything, Mike? Is there well, a you fact? can't force that on me. <laughs> Watch um, me. <laughs> Watch me force it on you. Uh, is there anything you want to add to it, to the summary? Um, I guess just because I'd rather get into the meat of it immediately, but um, gameplay is mostly walking around and doing puzzles that are like yeah, visual lining puzzles. runes up. Yeah. Or um, a thing that keeps disappearing. You follow it kind of like the Lost Woods in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Or uh, Very yeah, much you like basically that. figure out what you need to look at or what you need to follow or how you need to proceed by climbing or walking around. And some and then combat. There's combat sections that have your basic Elden Ring like slash, power up and slash, roll and out block. of the way, block. Yeah. Um, don't get hit too much. But nothing more complex. It's not like Ghost of Tsushima. There's no stances. There's no, you know. That's about it. That's correct. Alrighty. Okay. Then so, we pass another checkpoint. Yeah. Um, which means uh, we've defeated Surtur, the King of Lies. <laughs> flame Skull Surtur. Uh, and, or is that the Flame Guy? I don't know. There's so two. That's One's the Flame Guy. Surtur. Okay. That's the flame guy. What's the name of the raven liar? Uh, the mind uh, twister. I, I forgot her name. She, his okay. name. Uh, but he has the. The really cool symbol that looks like uh, it's like a th- like three curved little scimitars or something. It's really awesome. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started cool. on the cool. Well, do so get me started because it. it's my turn to rant. So I guess get me started. Okay. Yank that lawnmower cord. Here we go. This is where we give our hot takes on the game. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Feed me grass or I will die. <laughs> um, this is a... Uh, one of the more coherent rants I'll have. Oh, good. Uh, I don't mean to mention it constantly, but I don't know. I it, it it hopefully is a life-changing thing for me, so people tend to mention stuff like that, at least in the afterglow of it. But I recently, I have struggled with mental health challenges myself. Um, three things, or like a couple things come to mind. When I was a kid, we all gave big reports, and mine was on depression and what it feels like and how I struggle with depression ever since a car accident when I was a kid, so sustained brain damage. And I've had this mood disorder. And um, like I, you know, I do a podcast, Tales from the Pit, about this. My And I just am realizing as a thread how powerful, you know, my our friend Abe has like father-son stuff for I'm sure whatever psychological reason. But one for me for obvious reasons is um, when media depicts especially mental health challenges that are, that are similar to my own with unerring accuracy or uncanny insight, so powerful to me because I feel so seen and, and being not alone in that kind of struggle is huge for people, right? Um, so I think even more than people who don't, struggle themselves with it mental disorder shit totally clicks with me one of my favorite shows in the last 10 years is patriot that's about like what if a spy thriller but the guy has serious mental disorder and not in a gamified way which is how media usually does it it's a bar that fills up or they're crazy like the joker um but but actual insight into what it's like to struggle with mental illness and this game not only does that but it posits like something I think of frequently. What it would what it would be like to be it's, she she seems to have a palette of things, but probably schizoaffective disorder in some way. What would it be like to be schizophrenic? To hear voices that other people don't hear and see things that other people don't see, 
in ancient times when people didn't know what the sun was and they believed God lived in that forest over there and stuff. Um, you know, witchcraft comes from stuff like this, but then there's also cultures where there's evidence that people like this were seers were revered as shamans or having a special ability. And, um, this game tackles that with a sophistication that's never really been rivaled in gaming. And that was kind of the selling point. Like the opening credits mentioned multiple mental health professionals who consulted and helped write the game. Um, and like, cultural and historical Norse mythologists who I Googled and who were like renowned, right? Like they hired all the best people to try and to make an adult sophisticated thing was clearly their intention, like seriously dealing with mental health issues. So I, I mentioned my own history because of course it hits me even more. And that's to couch what I'm going to say next. And I was going to go, Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but that's might. okay. Uh, replaying it this time. Uh, it's so tight and concise. I had a profound experience with it because I just went through for the first time in my life, this intense partial hospitalization program where I learned a bunch of psychological skills and I'm entering this new phase of my life with a lot of hope about making new skills stick and being a new person and having so much more joy and gratitude and happiness in my life on a more regular basis because of these skills I learned. Uh, and so obviously I'm like primed to play this game at this exact time. So this is all to soften the blow of me saying, uh, I think this is now the best story, best told story in gaming period. Better Whoa. than the last of us. Whoa. Okay. Like, wow. The way the, the way the mental health issues are explored, like the analogs and the way that it slowly develops into talking to her mother, uh, projected on the rocks and the fact that you learn this backstory that's really powerfully and like really groundedly written that's so stylish like you fall to the black and your reflection becomes Dillian and he speaks to you and you slowly understand the whole story you get transported to these other realms that represent very clear things that are going on in your situation the chorus of voices is so well written and performed and there's not and this makes we'll talk about the gameplay. I'm not I'm talking about the story only, which of course is a big piece for me. Um but there's no filler because there's way less gameplay. There's not hours of and then we kill a thousand guys, which kind of to me is something every game does and it does break the groundedness. This game really feels grounded. Like everything that's happening could happen in real time to a person, especially when you consider that the combat is figments of her imagination. Um Probably. Um, the ending to me is powerfully moving. The fact that it is the crumbling ash person that represents trauma and it pans down and she lets go of Dillian's head, which represents her trauma and it pans up and it's her again. There are like storytelling and visual moves in this that I think would stand up in film. This would make a great movie. And the fact that the developers have said that this was just a, basically a proof of concept for the game they want to make, which is called Senua's Saga and is going to be a vast open world game through this lens. I'm like, I think this is the IP that I'm now most excited about in my life. Like I'm, this is now it for me. Senua's Saga is like, I'm putting all my chips on that for the next leg of what's important to me in gaming. Um, wow. But as I said, it's because of all these reasons that it totally speaks to me. Um, it's also, if you've seen some of the Senua's Saga stuff, they're on the cutting edge of face capture and acting technology. 
uh, in a way that like L.A. Noir tried to be when it came out and Aloy's trying to be. Um, and I think they're the best at it. Um, Naughty Dog is also incredible at getting emotion onto simulated faces. But the Senua Saga shit, it looks absolutely real. And like the ogre standing up that's like made of a mountain is just the visuals are staggering to me. Everything about it. I like that it's more grounded and gritty and grim. Um, playing through it this time made me go, uh, oh, yeah, God of War is like a cartoon. Like God of War is ridiculous now to me after having played through Senua's Saga. That's my rant. Oh, okay. Uh, I am deeply regretting letting you go first <laughs> because player two Adam Ganser coming in and I'm just, I'm going to be straight up. I'm going to, I am not going to lie about my experience with this game, but I want everyone out there to know that, uh, I do appreciate that there are people out there who this game matters a lot to, right? And Mike is one of them. Okay. So I just, that's, I just need to say that up top. It matters um, so much that I'm bulletproof. Like it doesn't matter what it okay, means to great. you. Okay, you know? great. I'm so glad to hear that because I hated this game. Uh, I really did not like it. Oh, I didn't. Enjoy although I got to ask, and then I'll let you do your rant. Thank How you. come before we started taping, you said you thought I'd love this episode? Because this because episode I think go. this episode's gonna be, uh, it's gonna favor your point of view a lot more than mine, and I think it's gonna it's we're gonna end up probably leaning more toward where you are. Than where I am because, but not all the way. All right, not I all recuse. the way. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, um, I I'll tell you what I mean by I hated this game. I don't think this is a bad game. I want that to be very clear. I actually think it's a good game. Um, I did not have any fun playing it. I found it extremely miserable. It's a very miserable experience. Now, it's miserable on purpose. Um, because it's about a person going through extreme torment and through mind-breaking torment with their own mental illness to kind of come to terms with what has happened to them. And they've done an incredible job at rendering that experience. I don't have personal experience with it, but it has the ring of authenticity. Um, they've done incredible uh, performance stuff, like Mike said. They've They've done really cool visualizations of that world and uh, the architecture and structure of that world and what it might look like. I played a little bit of this game when it came out in 2017. So before the graphics have, have advanced to the point of God of War Ragnarok. And I thought at that time, this game was astounding looking like now it doesn't, it doesn't quite look as sharp or as beautiful as some of the more recent triple a games that have come out. But this game was gorgeous and cool looking when it came out and it still holds up. Um, it's just not very fun. I, like I, that's that's what my ultimate critique of it, and I know that that critique is um, that some people are going to instantly be enraged with me about it. Okay, but like honestly, it's not very fun. The combat is not very good. the The puzzles I actually liked quite a bit, but you're sort of constantly drowning in this painful, vague, obtuse whispering that is miserable and uncomfortable. Now, as an artistic experience, that has tremendous value. As a piece of art, this game has tremendous value because it's um, achieving something that few people would try and uh, even fewer would succeed at, and it has absolutely done that. Absolutely, it has captured in a meaningful way the process of mental illness. My problem with it is that I don't want to have that experience as a gamer. 
I don't want to have that experience. It's like I'll, I'll put it to you this way, and I don't. I'm not invalidating it as art, as a game. I don't want to be miserable. Like if somebody came out with Crucifixion Simulator 5000 and was like, it's really like that. It's really like getting crucified. I'd say, sure, I don't want to play that. That's not a fun thing to experience. And while that would be less meaningful to many than this game is, because this game does meaningfully render a terrible, miserable experience that many human beings have, that's still not fun. <laughs> like it's still not a fun thing to do. And I get it. Not all games need to be fun. And uh, I get it that not not uh, that art has a responsibility to portray the dark as well as the light, and this game's absolutely doing that. And I can't take it away from that. And I want to spend as much of the episode as we can talking about the meaning behind what they're attempting to do. But I just got to be honest with you guys: um, it isn't fun. It's not fun, and it's not actually very deep as a game experience either. And I think that video games have some obligation to entertain. I do think that. This game did not meet those obligations, in my opinion. Now, perhaps the artistic obligations to say something meaningful surpass that. I know that's what Mike would argue. I think I would argue it, too, as a filmmaker. But I just got to represent the other side, and I feel like I've done that. Please don't hear me diminishing your emotional experience with this game if you loved it. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying it's not fun. That's my rant. Actually, I disagree with you way less than I anticipated. I think oh, good. <clears throat> a fair thing we'll have to discuss is it's such a good tight story. It would make such a good movie. In other words, why I isn't talk it about just that. a movie? I want like, to talk It could about just that. be a movie. There's yeah. almost less of an argument for it being a game. Um, we should talk fair. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the other side of the break, uh, a vast ye shipheads land ho. I don't know. We'll be back. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. 
Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, we're here on the land. <laughs> hey, just like that, we're hey, here. Still podcasting. Yeah. Um, this is, we passed another checkpoint, which means um, we're pulling like a lightsaber from a tree. We're walking through stuff. a portal and we're seeing there's a bridge there where there wasn't or, uh, before. Or something I love about the game, Game On, just to kick the conversation off. Mm-hmm. One of the only games or pieces of media um, that treats Vikings like the fucking horrifying yes, monsters it does. that they must have been to encounter. I agree. Instead of anti-heroes where it's cool to be a pirate, it's right. cool to be a Viking. Right. The Vikings in this are like a, I mean, they're big men who come and rape people and burn your house down. And they're not like. They traumatize. They're terif- They're they, monsters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they traumatize the existing communities that have no other protection. And that's what happened. Um, you know, yeah. the, the Northman tried to have its cake and eat it too. That was a movie that came out a year or so ago, uh, where they're like, Hey, we did one rape and pillage scene. Yeah. We pillaged. He strangled that <laughs> we did it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But then, you know, it's now we're going to do Hamlet basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, um, I feel like we, it's like, we should spend some time celebrating the game a little bit and the, but then we want to hit the parts where we don't agree. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. like, can I just stipulate right up top? As an artistic endeavor to render mental health, I've never seen a better piece of media than this, I don't think. Have you? Can you think of one? Other than that GameCube one where you go crazy and see shit. I forget what it's called. Is that Eternal Darkness? Sanity's Requiem. Uh, (laughs) No. Um, That is the one we're talking about, right? Eternal Darkness? Yeah. Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. But I kid, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, Yes, I think so. Well, I guess I'll save it. So the part where we disagree is immediately the most interesting to me. But yes, and I want to add, it's done with such love. It really is. It's done in the sensible way that the writer in me loves, where everything is accounted for as a plot element, meaning technically you play as a new voice in Senua's head, the voice of the trauma that's developed since 
uh, Dillion was killed to help her see this quest through. And the chorus of voices in her head welcomes you and they have differentiable personalities. One is your abuser voice, which I have. Uh, like the self-loathing voice is mm. like a demonic voice. Yeah, and, that one too. Uh, only says that you're not going to make it and shit. And if you play this game with headphones, they're Which separated. Yeah. They're stereo separated and it's quite an effect. Um, everything is done with such love and thoroughness and attention to detail. Um, to answer your question, yes. And that's what I'm like. The Last of Us story, I'll stop doing this now, remains incredible. But to me, there's something about the fact that um, in the middle, you play a bunch of video game levels that, of course, the show draws us like that's the parts they cut. Right. Because right. the show's right. And Senua's feels like a game that did cut those parts. Now, the trade off is. So you're saying there's I would basically say no didn't. gameplay. I would say it didn't. Uh, but but OK, continue your because you're mostly too right. much yeah. too much. Like she kills a believable number of baddies to get through her. You know every, what I mean? Versus yes. the last of us. Every combat sequence, though more grounded in reality than anything in last of us. I totally agree. But I like, they're all structured to, to be, uh, connected to her mental suffering. Like, so it's all justifiable. Whereas last of us is occasionally a video game, but I do want to make the point right. before we go any further Last of Us is one of the rare games that makes meaning out of killing. And so we're not actually picking on the right game if we're going to if we're going to undermine the gamification of things. I, there's so many other examples. Well, my other point was I was so much more engaged in the ending of Last of Us from like the hospital point Way forward. More. Yeah. Because the no, I don't mean then this. I'm saying then the rest of the game. Like, oh, I didn't care didn't that much that about the giraffes or the blah, blah, blah. The show actually rendered it in a way where I cared more about Henry, for example, Man. than I did in the game. It just seemed like a thing that happened. Everybody's um, saying that right now. I don't feel that way, but okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then The Last of Us Climax is so astoundingly clever and such a good twist, but like a subtle internal twist that feels so adult and sophisticated and trusts you to read subtext and shit that I immediately go, well, that's the best game story of all time. And I, and I see a lot of reasons I stand behind that, but this is the last time I mentioned, but like, but Senua's because of the subject matter, I must admit I'm that engaged in from beginning to end. And I don't want people to think that it's only the voices. They manifest so many analogies that are yeah, spawn on. They do. Like, that is what it feels like to be depressed right. and depressive. And um, in the way, like she sees situations and tackles situations at one point, Dillian's head starts breathing again. Um, everything, like I said, it dumb before, but like she pulls the sword from the tree and it means something symbolically. Everything means something. That was my favorite That's, part of the game. By yeah, the way. I love that. Um, yeah. I, I think part of the reason it was my favorite part of the game is because it's the one time you feel like you're building to something hopeful. Uh, the rest of the game, you really don't like it. It is, uh, it is except a, the end is a wash in despair. Like it is my one, drowning I'm in sorry. despair. No, 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 I just want to. It is as as a tone. And that's what it is. As we say, as we lavish praise on the story, I guess I should say my one knock is that it does. This, this installment makes it feel like trauma that mind shattering trauma and mental illness 
can be resolved in one great cathartic act of like confronting the trauma, which I think even the mental health professionals involved would say, yes, that's an oversimplification of the process. Senua has years of work ahead of her if indeed she'll ever, you know, get in a healthy relationship with her mental illness. Um, and then there's even more progressive people who would say her mental illness empowers her in this cultural context. It's, you know, uh, who are we to judge? Or like, there's a lot of different takes on it. But I guess I would say that's my one thing that feels reductive. Um, it's boring. About, it's not um, good storytelling. But yeah. finding your way out of that dark place is actually years of practice, like going to a mental gym. It's not like you finally admit that you hate your father and now you're good. Right. And now I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I know why I was sad. I, I agree. But if you don't do that, you don't have a game story. You, like, right. like I, it's, it's the problem of story structure as applied to this you have to encapsulate in some yeah, way. And, yeah, and like to me, it's like, look, if we're gonna grant any license for for art to have a structure that is pleasing, uh, and and to tackle the subject, I think that's an acceptable one. But I just want to get out there again as early as I can in the episode. I do not speak from a from a place of intimate knowledge about this level of mental health issues i've had my own mental health issues but they're not they they haven't been like this experience so i'm gonna be a bit of an outsider and i'm gonna be careful not to be too judgy about that like i'm, I'm just putting that out there now sure um i do uh, have to a be little clear on the same yeah. front i struggle with uh, pretty extreme mood disorders but right. not schizophrenia or hallucinations although right it does run in my family, and I've had a lot of experience witnessing it. Yeah. So I've seen a little bit from. of schizophrenia as well uh, from a neighbor that I had a few years ago, um, and it was upsetting. So uh, I do want to be gentle if there's anybody out there who's listening to the episode and feels really connected to this property. Like I, please, I know you're there. I hear you. I see you. I'm not dismissing you when I, with my objections to this game. Um, so I want to start with the question of, is this story structure uh, the best game story of, of, of all time? Which is, that was your feeling about it. And I'll tell you my objection to it, though I do think it's very but good. as you want to do, you're treating it objectively, and I'll have to note that I couch that very thoroughly yeah, in yeah. terms it's of your opinion. for me. Right, yeah, right. It's your me. opinion. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, here's my counterpoint to that. See what yeah. you think of it. So... I think this game is one of the only ones that's justifiable for creating what I'll call a mystery box technique. You know, it's employing a mystery box technique. And what I mean by that is it's obscuring what the actual story is and slowly revealing the pieces of the story as you go through uh, a process of mystery, vague uh, hint at it. And the, the joy of it is realizing what the story is. It's a valid storytelling technique um, it, to a degree, it's what every mystery is. To a degree, it's what every noir story is. Um, but noir stories tend to be about revealing the the crime, Corruption. and there's and there's still a a layer of story where you're pr there, the character is processing it as they're going. Sacrifice something personal as well, usually, right? Yeah. And so it sort of creates two experiences, if you will. Um, whereas this is sort of one primary experience. So you really are immersed in the mystery box of it. Um, mystery box is a difficult genre. It's not always successful. I find it often very frustrating. This is a, this is in the middle of great and frustrating to me. Like it has good reasons for it, but I do think it kind of goes on and on and on. I do think it has a little bit of like a revenant quality 
You know what I mean? You've seen the movie The Revenant, right? Yep. Uh, obviously love the craft and I Me love too. nature porn. And Me Leo's too. great, but I have the same problem with it I have with Mandy, which is that if you break down the story beats, it's just you killed someone I love. I find you. I kill you. I'm like, that's not interesting enough. And I would me. say this is not that different in that this is I lost somebody I love. I can't deal with it. Now I can deal with it. But. And- I'm mentally ill. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> Which makes it for me. Which justifies it. Yeah, yeah. It, and yeah. again, it's justified. It's not like bad art where it's not, where the premise doesn't match the structure. It's just that the experience of it is uh, frustrating and vague if you're not immensely connecting to the experience. Like, if you're not like, I get this, I feel this way, you're like, oh or my God, what are we doing? Or in of it as, as art. Right. Like, uh, you know, a part of me is also just like tipping my hat to, man, the, those crazy bastards did it. They like, really they did They took it. mental yeah. illness seriously and they treated it with respect. That's so hard to do in this medium. Good for you guys. Is an element as well, of course. And they deserve um, that. And, yeah. They deserve yeah. that. For, oh, you know? well, yeah. I mean, it's a huge um, accomplishment I, for that. I do want to say that that does leave it with... So I would say it's at the cost of the gameplay because I, I guess I, because it's my second time through, I knew what to do all the time. So I did plow through the filler, quote unquote, not filler. Those are the parts you would call the game, right? The game traditionally, but I mean the parts in between the story I went through so quickly that to me, it felt almost like an unbroken, like long movie. And I loved it that way. But I remember the first time it did take me longer to figure out some of the stuff. So you're right that if this were literally a movie, there'd be scenes where you're like, well, that's 20 minutes of nothing. Cut that. Um, So it's not a movie in the way that a video game isn't a movie. But it did do story at the cost of gameplay. And I will say, as much as I'm excited to see the universe. No, no. I ideally would be both. I want fun, too. Right. I just can get by without it if story is like art is important to me no uh, for sure and to you but i yeah. mean it it's addictive to me or something or it can be enough that i'll overlook fun factor uh as you know but i'll just say i said earlier that i'm super excited for saga because i want to see it expanded but i'll say in the same breath they haven't really proven like i'm deeply concerned about this has no RPG or upgrading elements at all, which you don't necessarily need. It makes it more grounded and realistic, right? Almost no HUD, all this stuff. But can that sustain a much longer, more epic game where you I don't do see a how. bunch of stuff? I don't see can how. There, because they're obviously committed to not gamifying it. But if you don't gamify it, then it can't be 50 hours long. Then why are we doing it? Game. And what's the yeah. what's the what's the I thing? worry about that for sure. You know, yeah. I do so like yeah, that that's my fear is like, okay, so I see every reason to pour horsepower into making this the best looking, best acted, best camera thing version of it. I see the reasons for that, but I don't know what story justifies a larger experience here. Or what activity. Yeah. Either what one. Exploration. Either yeah. one. But you know what? Like, look, I, I, I'm going to be not a prick. I'm going to trust the artists who've done something interesting to keep doing something interesting and say, I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah, definitely give it a shot. Yeah, give it. Yeah, a, yeah. you know, like we're we're gonna get Call of Duty fifty this year, so I, you know I'm okay with somebody trying Same something meaningful. Saga slipping sure, in there. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So that's fine. Um, I just, I guess, like to me, the question becomes: Is an artistic experience enough for gamers to to call this a great game? 
Like, do, do you feel the obligation? Do you feel game designers have an obligation to entertain at all? And do you think this game I, does that? I feel that games currently, because I still feel like we're in the infancy of the medium, more or less. Mm. I feel like I, as a pop culture analyst or proselytizer, whatever you want to say, have an obligation to try and honor things which expand or stretch the boundaries of what the medium can do and prove that it's a medium just like literature or film that can do anything. So I favor novelty and like, well, you haven't seen that. I don't see that every day. Right. Um, So for me, it's enough. And then in the same breath, exact if some, if the guy next to me goes, it's just not fun as he often does. Cause Adam's the guy next to me. Uh, I go, Oh yeah, that's also true. Or sometimes I, I that. argue yeah. that it's not fun that I, well, it was fun enough for me. Not in this case. I see how it's not enough. I worry about it being longer. Uh, there's just not much gameplay here. I want to, I, I want to talk about the parts of the gameplay that I thought were good. Um, cause mm-hmm. there are some. So I, I think that almost all the puzzle conceits, were really cool. Like the optical illusion conceit, it's sort of like, um, it's doing things that a lot of games have done where they sort of play with reality, like where, you know, from a certain angle, there's just things that exist in the space that didn't before. It's almost like a Far Cry fever dream, you know, because like they have so many of those. It's like you're playing one of those the entire game. Um, And I think it's done really well and the puzzles are fun and interesting. There are a lot of like perspective-based puzzles or uh, looking through the mirror, like Lens of Truth type stuff from Ocarina of Time. You know, like, so it's borrowing from some other places, but it's definitely constructed in a way that I felt was rewarding and basically never got tired of them. I kind of liked all the puzzles for the most part. The puzzles are good, yeah. Yeah, well, that's most of the game. Um, And I think that I'd actually like to see a lot of games steal from these uh, puzzles because I think they're actually pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. The combat is... Very bad, I think. Um, And I'll say why. The main problem with it, aside from it being repetitive, is that they went to a super long lens, like from your character to the other character. So, like, how do I explain this from a filmmaking point of view? Hard to gauge the distance. It's really hard to gauge the distance because they've compressed the space with this super long lens, like a 75. The Vikings are so cool. They are awesome looking. No question. The character designs are awesome. But because they've compressed the space and the camera's really tight on you, like you're in a tight medium, it really it gets hard to judge how far away you are from things. And to compound that, they're constantly introducing enemies behind you. And the only warning you ever get, because there's no HUD in this game, is a whispering voice in your ear telling you, duck, or like, block now, behind you. And like you start to learn how to like hear those voices when they're helping you. But again, the game really does drown you in... Uh, bad stimuli for a while, so it feels like you get no tutorials for anything. You know, even well, I also though have a really fast some. brain and intrusive looping thoughts, and like I'm getting tested for ADHD and stuff, so I'm like, that's what it's like. I believe it is. It's, the voices never stop. Completely, yeah. uh, completely, my friend. And it gives it gives me new compassion for your life. It really did. I was thinking of you the whole time. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that in a condescending way. I hope that didn't come across that way. I, like I no, not at all. Yeah, it really it gave me some new compassion, loving for your situation. I don't have that exact experience, and I found it very unpleasant. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to deal with this. So mm-hmm. I, I, my, my heart goes out to you. Uh, it was a frustrating way to be trained to do the game. 
like intrusive thoughts were a frustrating tutorial uh, and then a mm-hmm. frustrating game trigger that would normally be a graphic or a button, like push the button now, you know, like, and that didn't happen. So I was constantly getting whacked from behind by some ghoul faced muscle Viking. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's just frustrating. Is it the end of the world? No, no, you can overlook it. It's not so broken that it's unplayable. It's just annoying, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to get those pieces out. Or any. Yeah. Uh, do you think, like, how do I ask this question without being a jerk? Do you think there's any limits on what is a worthwhile negative experience that art can pursue in this medium? I don't know what you So, mean. like, I use the example in my rant of Crucifixion Simulator, right? Oh, yeah, like, I talk about this all the time. Yeah. Well, first of all, having played through RE4 VR and being really, I'm on lock now with... I don't get motion sick and I like the scary, like I'm good. I love VR. I'm fully acclimated. So for VR was a delight. That's great. I, th- uh, I think about this a lot now when I play these types of games, this would be a great VR title because yes, the hudlessness and the groundedness, if you swung the sword yourself for real, um, that would be enough. That would make it engaging enough that the whole game would feel, I think flawless. Um, but hmm. it's not. So it's just pressing some buttons and it's, you know, so yeah, I uh, I agree with all that, um, and I've talked about speaking of VR, which is why I bring it up. I think it will be weird for me, and I don't know if this will be considered old fashioned or whatever. Uh, not that there should be limits to art, and people have always tried to do this. There's like the story of the eye, uh, which is a book written way back in the day where you're like, oh, I thought people were proper in those times. No, humans have always tried to imagine the most extreme thing they could, right? right? Uh, it's just natural. So it's a story about like cutting out a guy's eyeball and shoving it up your genitals and stuff oh. written in like Victorian England. And it was passed down because A, it has philosophical underpinnings, but B, just to show that like people have always been nasty, uh, even in times where we think of it as repressed, like the 50s in America or what have you. Um, yes, that exists, but there's always an underground of secret, horrible stuff. And I wonder about, like, it will inevitably happen. So, like, in 30 years, what if there's haptic feedback and it is photorealistic and there's a VR rig that is as incredible as we think, and someone's like, here's an app that make, that you can just, like, kill a child in a room right. with a hammer. Right. And I'm telling you, dude it feels really like it would really feel like to do that. I'm like, well, what, what are we doing here? So yes, there's a limit. I don't know where it is, Okay, but we're headed towards it. We're going to find out. We're going to find <laughs> yeah, out what it is. Find out. <laughs> going, yeah. But I've often thought about child murder simulator and right. like who would play that? Right. Some teens. Some monster sure. would play it. Cause yeah. when I was 17, 18, 19, I wanted those experiences. Like I went online searching for horrible shit. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a, on, I think that's a co- fairly common experience. Um, the liberal, okay. the liberal in me yeah. is the liberal in me weird. wants to be <laughs> permissive for nearly anything, as long as the endeavor itself is attempting to make a meaningful comment. Not even a comment I agree with, just a meaningful comment. Good faith comment. Yeah, good faith a good faith, meaningful comment. That's it. Right. Um, if your only thing is to get lulls or to make someone angry. Um, you're allowed to do that, but I'm also allowed to think you have some kind of psychological challenge that makes you feel the need to do that. Cause making people angry with no points has no points or whatever, you know, or if you haven't grown out of that, that's like 
your deal to work right, out. Right. But as long as you're making a good faith comment that you really believe, and these people are clearly trying as hard as they can. They to absolutely do that, are. Yes. I respect the shit out the of that. In, yeah. The endeavor is I don't think any reasonable person would say the endeavor is meaningless. Uh or that the endeavor is in bad faith or bad. Um, so I'm repeating myself here, but you know, the game is good as a piece of art for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like, I come back to games are for fun <laughs> like, and, and, it, and, uh, in that way it's pushing the limits of how little fun is expected out of a game. And you know, this one very, very the best game of all would do both. Yes. The best game and of I, all would do both. Yeah. Correct. Which is why we like for last sure. of us so much. Because I think Last of Us and, is trying to do both, and it, and I said best story. I wouldn't say best game because Last of Us, the gameplay is actually fun. I know there's people who say it's not the most fun ever, but I find it thoroughly sneaking around, especially in two. I love sneaking Last around, of us. killing people, yeah. shooting it. It's it's clean. It's good I agree. gameplay. And this I, is not. I've heard people, um, <laughs> uh, in fact, on a recent IGN podcast I happen to listen to, argue mm. that the game has become uh, less meaningful because of the. St- the TV show because the game itself is not that good. It's just the story that was or represented good. in the show. Yeah. Like, and I just disagree with that. Going around I disagree with that in every way. Uh, no, it's fun. Clearing out a room in last of us two is really fun and meaningful. It's a, the choice to kill is meaningful there. Just like the choice to kill in this game is meaningful. You know, like you're killing because it's the only way to overcome the intrusions. And, or in last yeah, of case, it just does the thing that so many games still do where you single-handedly kill more human beings without right. yourself getting killed than anyone has in the history of the earth. Agreed. Like you kill 700 people without getting injured. That's not possible. Right. Luck. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all video games though. So, uh, I think it's time for a second break Agreed. and we'll get into our final segment where we will decide whether aliens get to see us at our weakest and most vulnerable so we'll see you on the other side witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places i shouldn't even have said weakest we're back this one up <laughs> but most vulnerable pure most regret vulnerable yeah 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 well i just went through this program about having a healthy relationship with your mental challenges so that's good um yeah. um i would argue by the way if for those of you who are thinking of trying this and haven't um so one thing that i think is mandatory is you should play this with headphones if you can um, headphone, the sound design and by design, I don't just mean what's in the soundscape, but the way that it's mixed, like, so the way that the sounds occur in your audio, like your 360 degree audio sphere, uh, is meaningful and it is very rewarding to play it with headphones. And if you don't do that, I think you're missing out on something very essential to what makes the game great. You know, so you should try that anyway. didn't mean to distract us. Are we passing our final mm-hmm. checkpoint, Mike? We are passing our final checkpoint, which means we're healed. We're good now. It's over. You <laughs> feel great. That's good. Oh, that's good. Open world. We got Dillion Soul back. <laughs> what if the sequel hell? was just her having a wonderful she's, time in the village? <laughs> well, you it know? seems from the little peaks we've seen that she's become a leader. So yeah. I imagine they see her as some kind of seer leader or shaman leader. Right. But what if it's no, she's like. Norm, she's neuronormal now. <laughs> I think I doubt it. That would be a huge I mistake. It. I don't think they're gonna huge do mistake, big mistake. Huge. This is keeper delete where we decide if the game makes it on a celestial hard drive that aliens will see in a million years and judge humanity thereby. Uh, it's not full yet. It can hold a hundred games, so we're still playing with house money and probably will be for another I don't know year. But then we'll start making real tough yeah. choices. Um, 
I'll pro- I'll go because it's an easy answer uh, because I do value story so much and I've already done this in the past. Like I've put not fun games right. on the drive and I'll try again. I would keep it. Um, it makes choices that are fair. It's like if Ari Aster directed The Northman, it's, uh, it makes choices that in film most competent directors do but are almost unheard of in games like... Um, she collapses and everything around her fades to black because she's unconscious, but she's dreaming. So in her unconsciousness, she's in this black void and her reflection is beneath her and her reflection turns into Dillian and they have a brief conversation about how he's her only support. Well, he's visually her only support in the space. Shit like that where you're like, yeah, movies do that all the time, but games don't. Mm. And I love mm. shit like that. So I'll try to keep the it. The filmmaker in you loves this game. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. this one really, this is a really tough one for me. Um, I do think the story is uh, transcendent and artistically viable. But this is not a good game. Like, the game of it's not good. <laughs> like I, That's, I, I grant that, counselor. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I think... On a celestial hard drive that only contains a hundred games, even with the the extreme heights that it reaches in terms of storytelling, the game itself being so rudimentary and bland and frustrating and miserable uh, really has to count against it. So I think I'm going to delete it. Uh, pitch me this again if you really hurt if it hurts you and you care. Right. Pitch it again. I bet I'll be because I'm going to feel guilty about it. Uh, or like you'd think about. I'm gonna stew on it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I I I really feel like as a <sighs> don't be yourself as up. a custodian. I feel like I gotta say no to this one. Um, I think I don't think I'll bring it up until Saga comes okay. out because I do have a lot of faith in this team. Of course, the ability to tell a great story doesn't always conspire to make lightning in a bottle, where you're also great at game yeah. mechanics. But I'm hoping that they see that a longer, more ambitious game will need more ambitious gameplay. It's amazing what they did that considering it's a double a or indie, you know, however you want to categorize it. Um, so I'll probably wait for Saga because maybe Saga, maybe will, it'll you surpass know, fingers it. crossed. Maybe Saga yeah. will fix this. It's possible. Yeah, we'll and see. if it does wonderful, but it also might be a sort of horizon forbidden West situation where it's like, mm. more of the well, same. or like the main yeah. conceit here just isn't going to quite make it, you know? Um, and Forbidden West still very good, but it didn't like top the first one in the way. No, that I, thought I thought it, it might. would. Yes, and it didn't. Yeah. So, but yeah. just for all of you guys out there who uh, have never played this game and might be interested in it, it is it, to me it's the game equivalent of something like the Museum of Jurassic Technology, a reference I bring up from time to time, which is very few people. It's a Los that, Angeles. It's a Los it. Angeles yeah. museum where the experience of it is unpleasant but it has like such focused purpose that it's actually it's great in that way and you know so if you have a personal experience with these issues or if you're looking for a really interesting artistic statement about these issues this is a great game to to try and i think you'll enjoy it for those reasons right i so i definitely recommend it yeah i would also it's a magical realism museum about yeah. 
museums and curation. Yes. So it's that's magic. what Jurassic technology. And so you is, go, yes. you look at the displays, and you're like, it looks like a museum display, but it's a satire of it. Where right. you're like, I don't understand what the display is analyzing, right. or the thing it's analyzing is not true. Like I know that didn't happen, and then you slowly realize the theme of the museum is curation itself. It's weird. It's just a weird place but to it's, go. But when it, you're high. <laughs> when you're high for sure. But it's awesome I mean, when you I realize live that. down the block. Like. So we would just smoke a joint on yeah. the walk there, of course. That's right. You did live really yeah. close to it. Yeah, it's it's awesome mm. experience once you realize that, though. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, this is so funny and, and interesting. That's why I spoil yeah. it. I actually think it's more rewarding knowing going I, in, not mystery boxing well, it. Well, fair enough. If you've listened and maybe somehow missed it, I had a great time after about 45 minutes of, like, what the hell is this when I did realize what it was. And I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's it. Are we done, Swaymo? That's right, but there's way more of us jabbering on on a wide variety of topics, uh, including a show I do called Tales from the Pit about mental health challenges, and uh, I have a whopper of an episode coming out where I'm going to talk about uh, my recent like foray into like just really crushing it and developing all kinds of new skills. And I thought about sinuous sacrifice a lot as I was, as I was doing this concentrated period of developing a healthier relationship with my own issues. Um, anyway, there's also a bunch of other stuff. We talk about movies mostly, but, uh, Adam does one with our friend Maggie fish who you may know as like a YouTube video content creator, um, just about friendship. So that could be like albums, it's mostly music or movies or shows, um, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, the free stuff you can find just by searching small beans, small beans, the stuff that's behind the paywall, by which I mean you give us three to five dollars a month. No big deal uh, is over at patreoncom slash small beans. That's right. Plugged on. Mike, I'm going to drop your skull off the cliff, but in a good way. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.